Live from Mexico City, this is The Late Late Show with Rich Wrigley. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Late Late Show with me, Rich Wrigley. We've got a great show lined up for you this evening. We're going to be talking about the return to school. What are your New Year's resolutions? Do you have any resolutions? And all of those good stuff. So welcome to The Late Late Show this evening with me, Rich Wrigley. Live from Mexico City, this is The Late Late Show with Rich Wrigley on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Apologies for my terrible transition there. Welcome to The Late Late Show with me, Rich Wrigley. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the return to school after the winter break or after the Christmas break, whatever you celebrate. Uh, how has it been? This is the first day back of Teachers Talk Radio since the winter break. I know a lot of our listeners are from the UK. How is everyone doing? Have you had a safe return to school? Please do call or text in. What's your return to school been like? And how are things going in general? How are you hoping you are able to stay safe uh, amid everything that is happening right now? I was just reading the news and saw that the latest headline is that Boris Johnson says that he's going to ride out this COVID wave. I was like, oh, great. That's, that sounds absolutely fantastic. And it's made me ever so slightly worried for uh, all my fellow colleagues and teachers in the UK. So apologies that on behalf of our lovely Prime Minister, I'm so sorry that you have to all go through that. But yeah, we'll on the Late Late Show this evening. And just for those of you who are tuning in who may not know, I am a physics teacher and I work in a British school in Mexico City. Uh, so I'll give you an update on how things are going here in Mexico City. Now, I work in a private school in Mexico City, uh, which means that for some reason we always have three weeks of vacation. It's similar in other schools as well, in other international schools I've worked in. You always seem to get three weeks for the uh, winter break, for the Christmas break, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I have another week off just waiting make sure people aren't screaming vicariously down the microphone that i'm having another free week another extra week off um which is really great most secondary or sorry most in state schools here in mexico city are uh returning to school this week some are doing a week of online learning i know some state schools and some uh private schools that are returning this week as well are doing a week of remote learning, online learning with either just the teachers in school or students uh, or, or everyone at home, basically. And then next week would be a staggered return. Some are starting a hybrid model, but we've not had any official guidance uh, yet. When we return next week, we will return to classes as normal, uh, but we follow a, a regular kind of COVID protocol. Uh, so like randomly testing people, uh, if there is a case, that group would have to isolate uh, and so forth and so forth and so forth, basically. Uh, also, great news for all teachers, all educational staff here. We've all, anyone who works in the school has to, or is already vaccinated. We were vaccinated with a one-shot vaccine uh, from China, the CanSino vaccine or the CanSino vaccine. Uh, back in May of last year. Now, there has been some debate about whether that, how effective that is. Uh, some, 
I'm not going to spread any false information or anything like that. But there has been some debate about how effective that is because it's not an mRNA vaccine and things like that. Uh, but some people have said it actually might be slightly more effective against Omicron than other variants for some reason. But the great news is that all staff that work in schools, so teachers, you know, uh, you know, cleaning attendants, anything basically, if you work in a school, if you work in the education sector, I think that includes universities as well. Uh, from this coming Saturday, so in six days or so, from this coming Saturday, we will all be vaccinated again, or the vaccination process will start again with boosters for uh, all educational personnel with the Moderna vaccine, I believe, uh, with uh, the government here managed to negotiate some donations and things like that uh, with things along those lines, basically. Uh, Jane's just texted in to say Italy. I don't know what you mean by that there, Jane. Uh, if you're calling in from Italy, I hope you're safe. Uh, if you're a teacher there, please do text in. How are things going over there? I hope everything's going well. Um, but yeah, so like we said here in Mexico, things seem to be going okay. We have a lot less cases of Omicron than in other places. Um, and it's also, I'm going to go on my rant again, uh, it's because people wear masks without being precious about it. I don't understand why so many people in the UK are being so precious about this. It's not hard. Wear a mask. Just do it. Uh, <laughs> my year sevens could have managed it since August when schools reopened here for eight hours. Y'all can wear it to the shop. So calm the, calm the, I can't say rude words on here, but calm down, please. <laughs> so yeah. So things seem to be going okay. We have got an up case, uptake in cases a little bit, but the vaccine rollout has been really, really good. I think people, I know people have been getting boosters here. I know, for example, both of my uh, in-laws, so both my parents-in-law have been fully vaccinated with a third booster with either AstraZeneca or Pfizer. So things seem to be going pretty well here in terms of the vaccine rollout. We've only vaccinated fully, I think, about... 55% of the population, but bearing in mind that's around 65 million people, so greater than the population of the UK. I think that's pretty darn good. Anyway, welcome to the Late Late Show this evening with me, Rich Wrigley. We're going to be talking about either, well, we've been talking about the updates with everything that's going on Omicron-wise, reopening of schools. Please do text in, please do call in, love to hear from you. How are things going? Are you a teacher in the UK? Are you a teacher somewhere else? Is this your first day back? I know a lot of people in the UK, this is their first day back. How has things been reopening in schools? I know it's been quite, not controversial, but it's been a big change, obviously, with the mask mandate in the UK, in classrooms in the UK. How have you found that? Have you had any frustrations? How supportive have the parents been? Please do text in. I'd love to hear from you. Please do call in as well. And while we're doing that as well, if you've got any moments, I'm going to be talking as well about New Year's resolutions and New Year's themes because it is the first day back after our break here on Teachers Talk Radio. And like I've said as well, it's our first day back for a lot of teachers as well. What are your New Year's goals? What are your New Year's themes? What are your New Year's resolutions? Do you have any? Are they just personal? Are they work related? Please do text in with what your New Year's resolutions are going to be or are. And do you have any? I personally am not a massive fan of resolutions uh, because, <laughs> sorry, just someone texted in and I got a bit confused. See, also people, I get very, very confused at the same time. I get confused by uh, two things happening at once because I have apparently ADHD and dyslexia. So it all kicks in at the same time. I'm not a massive fan of uh, New Year's resolutions. As you can tell, I'm easily distracted by a lot of things. 
And that also means that I generally don't see resolutions all the way through. So I used to set things like I'm going to be vegetarian or I'm going to run this many miles or I'm going to do X, like normally something with like a number on it, basically. I'm going to do X amount of X by this period of time. And normally what would happen is, I think one was like, I'm going to read 12 books this year. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but to me, someone who's painfully dyslexic, that is something that I'm just setting myself up to fail. I love reading, but I love reading science articles. I love reading magazines. I love reading papers and nonfiction. So I read a heck of a lot, but I set myself this completely unrealistic goal of reading 12 fiction books by the end of the year, so like one per month. And what would happen is I would fall behind. So by February, I'd like read half a book, even though I was reading loads of other stuff. And then that would really kill my motivation. So I wouldn't read anything else or I'd be way behind. And I'd just set myself up to fail. So what I like to do instead of those kind of things is, so what I like to do instead of those kind of things is something along the lines of a theme. I like to have like the idea of this year, I'm going to focus on this overall theme. This year, for example, my theme is projects. So the theme of project building. I love making things. I love doing all of these kind of things, you know, like doing things online, making just, you know, woodworking, all of these kind of cool, funky stuff. And so my theme this year is do more of that. It could be that projects could be involved professionally. So projects in that case would be, you know, improving my uh, middle leadership skills, taking courses to improve that, all of those kind of things. Um, but also it could be things along the lines of things personally, like learning to cook new dishes, learning to knit, draw, do photography. So it's really, really open-ended. And the idea is instead of just saying, I must do this one specific thing, or like, so read X number of books, I go, okay, well, my theme this year is going to be making things, project building. So I'm going to, if something just fits in those lines, uh, if something fits along those lines, then I'm going to follow that this way as well. Okay. So also, please, as a reminder, please do follow us on Twitter as well at TT Radio 2022. That's T-T-R-A-D-I-O 22022. Um, sorry, I just saw that pop up as well. I am getting really distracted today as well. <laughs> so I just saw that notification pop up. So I just thought, well, I better remind myself to say that as well. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Late Late Show this evening with um, Rich Wrigley, oh, the distraction show. This is because there's no cats involved. It's the first day back after a long break. I'm still weighed down with Christmas pudding and with heavy amounts of whipped cream and things like that and butter and all of this kind of stuff. So I'm definitely a bit slow and grubby <laughs> this year. Um, we did have some practice over the Christmas break or over the winter break with our 24-hour live Twitter spaces. It was absolutely fantastic experience where we, or the Teachers Talk Radio team, most of them calling in from Teachers Talk Radio headquarters in the UK, but also myself calling in from Teachers Talk Radio's non-union Mexican equivalent here in Mexico City. We did a live show on Twitter spaces to raise money, money for Bowel Cancer UK and for, and for uh, well, a former TTR radio host as well, who was suffering from bowel cancer as well. If you heard that as well, please do text in. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you. What are you all thinking about? How has the return to school been? <laughs> school been? I know I keep this very loose and very flexible, but I'm running out of things to think about and talk about. So while I have a quick pause, 
we've got another 40 minutes left with Neil, more or less. We're going to have a quick pause just to listen to the news very, very quickly and update you on the news. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cats. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A variety of mitigations are in place in schools across the UK as fears of COVID remain high. In England, Secondary pupils will have to wear face coverings in classrooms, as well as communal areas, but staff will not be expected to wear a mask while teaching. Education Secretary Nadim Sahawi is taking advice in case of mass staff absence. Schools in England are also required to keep hygiene and ventilation measures in place. The start of the new term has also been delayed until the 10th of January to give schools time to prepare and secondary pupils will be expected to take a lateral flow test three times a week. The Welsh Government has also lowered the self-isolation period from 10 to 7 days if the person has a negative test on the 7th day. In Scotland, pupils and staff have been required to wear face coverings in secondary schools since the second lockdown. Staggered start times, one-way systems, restrictions on assemblies and twice-weekly testing are also present in schools in Scotland. People in Scotland must isolate for 10 days when they or someone in their household tests positive for COVID. In Northern Ireland, children must remain at home if they develop symptoms until they have a negative result. Pupils must also test twice a week. Staff and secondary school pupils must also wear a mask while on site. This has been your daily education news briefing with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. 
Happy New Year! This is the first in a short series on the New Year's resolution a lot of us make and the effect tech can have on it. Can technology really help us get fit and healthy? According to the Fitness Industry Association, around 80% of people who sign up to a gym in January stop going in February. Can technology provide a free alternative? Now before I start, I need to throw down a disclaimer here. I am assuming you already have a mobile device that is capable of running apps, therefore the cost of the device is written off, and I take no responsibility for any pain, both physical and or mental that you will inflict on yourself. You are responsible for your own scaling and moderation. That being said, there are thousands of free fitness apps out there. The first barrier for teachers is time. School Week have reported one in four teachers working over 60 hours a week, so in a 12-hour day, where do you fit a workout in? If the gym's out of the question, what are the other alternatives that are time flexible? Let's start with some totally free options. YouTube is full of fitness videos and challenges from sit-ups and press-ups to squats and chin-ups. A more extreme example is Athlean X. This channel is dedicated to workouts with pro trainer Jeff Cavalier. Some claiming to make a difference in just seven minutes a day. This may seem crazy, but seven minutes is a lot more than nothing and adds up to more than three quarters of an hour per week. If you're more of a social media motivated person, how about one of the many fitness tracking apps for walking, running or cycling? Most have a free basic package and in-app purchases for additional features. If I use Strava as an example, a free basic package allows you to track your exercise, join friends, set challenges and meet people around the globe with similar interests. My only word of warning would be to ensure you consider your profile settings to keep yourself safe. Hiding the start and end of a walk, run or ride, for example, will stop your home being shown on a map. For most people pushed for time, this will be where you start and end your exercise. Also, if you exercise regularly at the same time, this could be showing the world where you're likely to be or when your house is empty. For those who want to start softly and just be a bit more active, a less intensive option may be having a step counting app. Again, there are lots of different apps out there. My example is Sweatcoin, a free app that allows you to earn Sweatcoins, a form of digital currency that can be traded in the Sweatcoin store for discount codes, vouchers, and even given to good causes. This is a simple app and can run in the background, so you don't even need to to remember to switch it on. Finally, calorie counter apps are a great way to look at what is actually going on in your body in the first place. On apps like MyFitnessPal, you can log your weight, calorie consumption, calorie output, and also have the ability to sync this with other fitness apps, so you don't need to log your exercise twice. As long as you're honest and log all of those glasses of Prosecco, not just the first, you're rewarded with detailed feedback on not only your calorie intake and output, but where those calories came from. Whatever you choose to do for the new you in the new year, why not do a bit of looking around and see what you can pick up for free first? I'll leave you with one of my favourite sayings, anyone can do nothing. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Live from Mexico. My, my transitions are going all over the place today. I'm so sorry about that. And then I clicked the button again. I was going to be so slick with that. I apologize profusely. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everyone, for the news. <laughs> uh, it got me thinking a lot of stuff about like resolutions in terms of exercise as well. If you want a non-tech approach, I would say the best thing I found is getting into running. Um, I used to run quite, I've probably run on and off for like 10 years or so. I got into it around 2009 and the reason i got into it was actually the sport relief challenge that eddie Izzard did uh where she ran um from like, like 40 marathons in like uh, 38 marathons in 40 days or something along those lines i just thought it was really really cool and so i tried to get into it a little bit and i remember my first race like was a free park run before park run existed um, in Leicester, where I was living and working at the time, around Vicky Park, Victoria Park. It was a three-kilometer race, um, which was pretty 
low intent like low intensity and i remember getting a free t-shirt and i remember i needed to stop and walk after about 700 meters it was an absolute terrible show of running and it also showed how out of what shape i was after three years of being a student but i got back into it and then i got into running 5ks and i thought 5ks were like a bit of a challenge so i really understand where a lot of people get you know feel like when they're you know saying well i don't think i could ever run 5k believe me you totally can you just need to sign up for one um if it's safe to do so in the uk sign up for a park run or sign up for a, a race if they have them here in mexico city we have races pretty often we don't really do park runs it's not a thing i'm sure it could be set up but it's pretty specific trail races as well um and it is absolutely uh, <laughs> amazing and i actually ran the mexico city marathon uh oh no okay it's back okay thank you Seema, for texting in and saying sounds gone i don't know what happened there uh it seems to be going fine here on my end i can see the little bar flapping up and down um i think it's good we're good okay just just if not just call in panic stricken it sounds great <laughs> so yeah uh Yes, yeah, so I remember one of these indigenous. I can't remember the name of the group of people. I'm going to Google it very, very quickly. So apologies for the Foley work. Uh, apologies for that. Ah, Tara, Tara Humara people. Uh, so for example, the latest headline, it says Mexican Tara Humara woman wins 50 kilometer race wearing sandals. And that was from about four years ago. Um, it's absolutely amazing. But running is a very, very big thing here. And we have a heck of a lot of races that you can sign up to anytime. And for, let's say for about 20 pounds, 20 euros, you can sign up to a really, really good race. It's something to have like a good uh, motivator for, something to like keep you motivated with. Uh, the last race I did was on New Year's Eve. You can check out my Twitter profile, Rich Random Fizz, uh, for some pictures from that event. And my last race was a 12-kilometer race uh, on New Year's Eve. It's called the Carrera San Silvestre, Race of San uh, Saint Silvestre, and it was something that came from Sao Paulo originally. Anyway, um, with that race, I got like a free T-shirt, free running hat, free bag, uh, some sports drinks, uh, a cereal bar, a little pot of cereal or something. Uh, a medal, obviously, a uh, timing chip, race number, all of that good stuff. But on top of that as well, the day before, they gave everyone a free COVID test, which is quite cool. Uh, well, quite cool right now. And it was very, very safe as well here because everyone has to be vaccinated in order to just pick up their race number. And most people get tested as well beforehand as well to make sure everything's safe. But I remember 10 years ago thinking 12K would be impossible to do or that would be a really, really big challenge for me. Um, but it really isn't. After a certain amount of time, I know a lot of people say this, that it's all in your head and all of these kind of things, but just get out there and run. Like, seriously, you don't need any, you know, like the fancy apps are great. But when I go running, I take seriously a digital Casio wristwatch that is about three quid probably on Amazon or something like that. And my headphones and some music. That's pretty much all I'll take when I go out running and things like that. I use Strava every now and then and I like it. And it's really nice for when you're doing training runs and things like that every now and then and i really like it here because it can measure how high in the altitude difference i've gone which is quite interesting for me because i live in a very hilly area at altitude so it's kind of interesting for me and all of those kind of things but yeah totally 
just get out there and run. If you want anything, you don't need a tech solution, but the toys are sometimes really, really fun, okay? But just get out there and run. That is the best thing I can say as well. Um, I found it really, really easy last year during home learning because I used to just go out and run in my street during my lunch hour and I could come home and shower <laughs> uh, before my next uh, video lesson, basically, before I would live stream my next lesson, basically, which I found a lot easier. This term, I found it a lot more difficult to do. Uh, but I've been really fortunate enough to be able to run two marathons last year in like 2021, uh, one in Mexico City, one here uh, in Veracruz, and do a half marathon as well as a 12K race as well. I didn't think I would be able to do that, especially in 2020 when uh, lockdown was a thing as well. And seriously, just get out there and do it. It's absolutely great fun. I'm going to take a, a moment just to listen to some messages and people who have uh, messaged in. Uh, Tom Rogers from... Uh, from Twitter, uh, sorry, not from Twitter headquarters, Tom Rogers from TTR headquarters in London has uh, got this really, really lovely message, and I just wanted to read it out and share with everyone. And there's a message from a viewer that is an anonymous viewer, so apologies if you're listening and it's you. Uh, he said, I'm gutted I didn't discover Teachers Talk Radio sooner. The shows I've listened to so far have been really interesting, oh, clearly not listening to mine, <laughs> and engaging. The tone of the station is so much more positive and empowering than the staff room can be. It's so refreshing. That is lovely. Thank you for texting that, or thank you for emailing that to us at uh, Teachers Talk Radio headquarters. I completely agree. I think I found a lot of my motivation just from um, uh, just from Teachers Talk Radio, but also ironically, Education Twitter, Edu Twitter. Um, I find that a heck of a lot more uh, motivating than some of the conversations I have in my staff room. I'm a physics teacher, so generally I don't like talking to people at the best of times, uh, but I really, really don't like being in the staff room a lot of the time because I'm someone who thrives on positivity. Uh, I can be quite a negative person, as you've probably heard me rant about Boris Johnson every now and then. Uh, I can be a bit of a negative person every now and then, but I tend to find that if I'm surrounded by positive people, I'll also be positive. And so it's really important, I'd say, like find a colleague or find colleagues in your school that say share that same attitude for positivity. And I know it sounds a little bit negative itself, but if you know, avoid those negative people. I remember that was one of my first pieces of advice I was given during my PDCE was to ignore the negative people that in the schools that you're going to go into. We've kind of almost warned, like there's some people who are going to be negative. And I think that was a little cruel, that piece of advice. But I, I, do, I do think there is some merit in it, for sure, because there are people who can be just sort of like energy drains or like time thieves is another word I call them, where basically you end up chatting to them and they take 30 minutes of your time when you thought you were going to have a 30 minute, 30 second conversation and you are just left feeling like you've absorbed all their negativity and all of their complaints and things like that. Obviously help people out when they're feeling a little low and things like that, but if it's a consistent thing, yeah, just avoid them, I find. And I'm really, really glad that Teachers Talk Radio, as well as educational Twitter, Edu Twitter, on the whole, is a really, really positive experience for me. Um, I know a lot of people say that Edu Twitter sometimes can be a bit of a burning dumpster fire of like people complaining with each other. But I'll just give you an example uh, that I've uh, that's happening right now. Uh, Cleaps, uh, which is, I hope I'm saying that right. If you're listening, Cleaps, I'm very, very sorry. Cleaps, which is like a safety regulator in the UK for science uh, for science teachers. So they give us ideas. Of, well, they give us guidance on how to safely run practicals and all these kind of things in schools. Uh, 
uh, a load of science teachers have just been trying to pester them to f to be followed by Clearhubs, and we're sharing like all of our like science experiments and science practicals and things like that. It's really really lovely, and it's a bunch of people that I've known on Twitter for like maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, and it's something that is one of those really really nice positive things from Twitter that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Anyway, you're listening to the Late Late Show with uh, me, Rich Wrigley. We've been talking a little bit. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about. I'm getting confused now. <laughs> uh, we've been talking a little bit about online learning, the return to school, the situation here in Mexico. Uh, you've listened to the news briefing as well. And it's really weird, isn't it, how the UK, how in Wales and Scotland, they're doing like things properly. And then in England, for some reason, they're just kind of like not doing things properly. I don't know if it's just me being weird or not, but it seems really, really odd to me that, you know, like other governments that are not run by, you know, like Boris Johnson and, and co are actually taking this pandemic seriously. Uh, like I've said here, we've been following, uh, we've been following pretty strict guidance. We were, we were online learning for 18 months and that was absolutely awful. Uh, we had, for us in a private school, it was pretty fortunate. We were online from March of 2020 until August of 2021. For us, it was okay. A lot of our students were, you know, our students are privileged enough to be able to afford laptops, to be able to afford tablets, you know, smartphones and all those kind of things. So they were easily able to connect to Zoom and, you know, Zoom lessons and access online learning platforms, access our Google Classroom easily and things like that. Um, but a lot of public schools, by public, I mean state schools here, a lot of state schools were kind of forced, left to it, basically. Um, some people in those 18 months, some children in those 18 months, I should say, only received like minimal work uh, or didn't have any live lessons. And the situation, the way the government tried to sort it out was to basically do an open university kind of lessons or the learning zone kind of like TV shows where they would broadcast lessons on cable TV, which everyone was able to access. Um, but yeah, some, some schools were unable to um, access uh, online lessons at all based on it, particularly in rural areas, I can't say that properly, particularly in rural areas here in Mexico as well, sadly. So it's been, a, it's been really uh, unfortunate. I think we'll be able to do online learning at some point here eventually, or I think we will eventually go to online learning um, at some point, some kind of hybrid model. Uh, but I don't think, I think the government is very, very loath to actually make it a mandatory requirement. I think it's going to be along the lines of the UK where they kind of give you wishy-washy guidance or something like that. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing because Cleaps is tweeting at people going, oh, please be safe, please be safe, and all of these kind of things. Uh, we all promise, Cleaps, if you're listening, that we will be safe in our practicals. We absolutely promise, okay? Um, also, you can follow not just Cleaps on Twitter, but you can follow... Uh, us on Twitter as well at Teachers Talk Radio, or actually, what should I say? It's TT Radio 2022. TT Radio 2022. Uh, we just changed the Twitter handle as well. While you're there as well, one thing you can do is you can donate still to our Just Giving link for uh, bowel cancer. Uh, and let me just find it here. Uh, see if I can find that super duper quickly. Oh no, dead air. Ah. Nope, we can't find it. Never mind. I was going to share you the link, but I will put it in the show notes where you can listen to um, 
Well, you can't listen back, sadly, to our 24-hour live stream. If you wanted to listen back to our 24-hour live stream, what are you doing? Go outside. Just, you know, like, it was great fun, don't get me wrong, but there's no way anyone needs to listen back to that. But our uh, 24-hour live stream was for charity, was for Bowel Cancer UK, and I'm just trying to find the link here to no avail. But... Gosh, you can tell I don't follow the Twitter feed as much as possible. Uh, you, I will put this link in the show notes where you can donate to our Just Giving page. Well, not our Just Giving page, I should say. Uh, but Matt, from a previous host from Teachers Talk Radio, uh, Just Giving page, where he was walking 100 miles in, I can't remember how many days, but 100 miles uh, sponsored to raise money for Bowel Cancer UK. Sadly, Matt has uh, bowel cancer himself. And even though this was normally 100 miles in a certain amount of time, walking for someone like Matt, who is quite energetic and um, uh, quite energetic, quite in good shape and things like that, would not be a problem. Uh, it would be really, really, really tricky to do right now. Uh, I've got the Just Giving page up here, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes at the end of the show as well. I'm going to pop it in the chat right now as well, actually, uh, for those of you listening live. Uh, but... You can, if you want to, follow uh, Matt's Just Giving page there. Oh, sorry, Matthew is a um, Just Giving page. His target was to raise £500. He's raised uh, a whopping £7,865. So £7,000 and a bit more than his target. But you can still donate, okay? And sharing, I've just shared the link with you there. You can still donate. Our last donation was an anonymous one about a day ago, 45 pounds. So you can definitely still donate. I don't know when the uh, target is going to end. It doesn't say where his, uh, I think he's just kept it open as well. So you can still continue to donate there. And the link will be in the show notes as well if you are interested in donating. We had an absolutely fantastic time on the 24-hour live show. Uh, I could see, as I was doing the 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. slot, uh, people in the UK were flagging and sounding a little bit tired. Shout out to Seema, uh, excuse me, shout out to Seema, uh, absolutely brilliant co-host as well. Apologies for just stumbling over your name there. <laughs> that sounds really bad. But I also stumble over my name as well, as you can hear when I introduce the Late Late Show with Rich Wrigley like that <laughs> every, every few days. But it was an absolutely fantastic show. Please donate if you can. Um, to the Just Giving page there as well. Uh, the donation is still open. Can we listen back to the live show? I don't think you can on Twitter Spaces, but you can on Twitter Spaces join our regular staff rooms on Twitter Spaces as well where you can listen in. I really like it. I find it a lot more interactive than on uh, Podbean for some reason. I really, really enjoy it. But yeah, so this evening we've been talking about the return to school. I've been weeping quietly listening to the news, which is my Tuesday tradition now, every every so often. And I think we're going to pause it there, I'm afraid, because I think there's not many, much else I can talk about. So we're going to leave it there. Thank you for joining the Late Late Show with me, Rich Wrigley, this evening. Have a lovely evening, everybody. This Still need to work on those transitions. Radio, and you are listening live.
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio.